Good afternoon, everybody. My name is Jordan McCrone, and this is episode 74 of Sodom and I. Now, I know it's been a minute. A lot of stuff has been going on in the last two months that I have not recorded, that I could have recorded in between, but, you know, those are my own things. I got to work out. So, I moved to a new place, got a second job, got bills to pay, but throughout all of that, God is still good. All right. So we're going to be talking about Philemon today. <clears throat> Excuse me. I don't have a desk anymore, so I'm on my bed. But we're going to be talking about Philemon. And now the book of Philemon, which is only one chapter and it's not super long, was written by Paul. Now it's one of Paul's letters. But the thing that is different about this letter and all of the other ones is that Paul doesn't explicitly explicitly talk about Jesus's life, death, and resurrection. Except in this letter, Paul exemplifies it. You know, you, know, you already know I like to touch on NIV and KJV. So I got both of those opened up right now. We're going to read an NIV first. Paul, a prisoner of Christ Jesus, and Timothy, our brother, to Philemon, our dear friend and fellow worker, also to Appia, Aphia, our sister, and Archippus, our fellow soldier, and to the church that meets in your home. Grace and peace be to you from our God and Father in the Lord Jesus Christ our God or from God our Father the Lord Jesus Christ but y'all knew what I was saying this is verse 4 thanksgiving and prayer I always thank my God as I remember you in my prayers because I hear about your love for all his holy people and your faith in the Lord Jesus I pray that your partnership with us in the faith may be effective in deepening your understanding of every good thing we share for the sake of Christ your love has given me great joy and encouragement because you, brother, have refreshed the hearts of the Lord's people. All right, and I'm going to pause right here to give you guys some background on this whole letter, right? So there's Philemon, him and Paul. They met, I'm not going to say way back when, but clearly previously to this letter. Him, Paul and Philemon. Uh, Philemon came to the faith through Paul. So I guess we could say that Philemon is one of Paul's disciples or would be one of his disciples. And Philemon had slaves, right? He was a slave owner. This is back in the times. He had slaves. One of his slaves was named Onesimus. And it's recorded that Onesimus did some sort of wrongdoing to Philemon and dipped so we're just gonna assume that he stole something and that he left you know no words right so Philemon met Paul in prison and through Paul Philemon also gave his life to Christ right he also was introduced to the faith through Paul and Paul is like you know he loves Philemon that's it that's his son essentially and now because they have beef, you know, Paul is basically doing 
what Jesus did, but on Philemon's, no, but on um, Onesimus' behalf versus Jesus on our behalf, right? So that's what I found very interesting with this, right? <laughs> and, you know, I, I like to kind of translate what it says, but I don't, I don't use my own words because this is all still very Bible, right? So now we're going to move on to verse 8 in Philemon. Paul's plea for Onesimus. Therefore, although in Christ I could be bold and order you to do what you ought to do, yet I prefer to appeal to you on the basis of love. It is as none other than Paul, an old man and now a prisoner of Christ Jesus, that I appeal to you for my son Onesimus, who became my son while I was in chains. He didn't say my friend Onesimus, my dog. He said my son. He didn't even say my brother. He said my son Onesimus. Formerly, he was useless to you, but now he has become useful to both you and to me. I am sending him, who is my very heart, back to you. I am, <laughs> I am sending him, who is my very heart, back to you. I would have liked to keep him with me so that he could take your place in helping me while I am in chains for the gospel. But I did not want to do anything without your consent so that any favor you do would not seem forced, but would be voluntary. So he's basically like, listen, you are my friend, but he has also become my son, and I'm sending him back to you. Paul isn't, <laughs> Paul isn't just saying, I want you to forgive him. Paul is saying, I want you to forgive him, and I need you to take him back, but not as a slave. <laughs> but not as a slave, as your brother in Christ. Imagine somebody stole, let's just say somebody went into your safe and stole like like 10K, even though I don't, I don't know if it was that deep. But let's just say somebody went into your safe in your house, stole 10K. Somebody that you were paying, let's say an employee, you're a boss and your employee went into your office and stole money from your office and dipped. You ain't never seen him again. And now that employee is meeting with a business partner who's like a long time business partner. You guys trust each other. And the business partner grew a relationship with that person. Not based off of the money that they stole from you, but because they are just, you know, they changed their life and they're being a good person now. And now the business partner's like, listen, I want to do business with both of you guys, but I'm not going to do it without your consent. And I'm not going to, because it has to happen. It has to happen regardless. I'm not going to do it without your consent, though. And I would prefer if you forgave them, even though I could just tell you to do it because you know that's what you want to do for the better purpose. I'd rather have you do it on your own. Bow. But I did not want to do anything without your consent so that any favor you do would not seem forced, but would be voluntary. Perhaps the reason he was separated from you for a little while was that you might have him back forever. No longer as a slave, but better than a slave. As a dear brother. <laughs> 
He is very dear to me, but even dearer to you, both as a fellow man and as a brother in the Lord. So, when you take him back, you can't look at him like he's a slave no more, because that's no longer your slave, that's your brother in Christ. I honestly didn't even have to give a, a metaphor, because that's the metaphor right there. <laughs> the whole situation is already a metaphor. No longer a slave but as a fellow man and a dear brother in the Lord. Woo! This is a tall order, not gonna lie. Verse 17. So if you consider me a partner, welcome him as you would welcome me. If he has done you any wrong or owes you anything, charge it to me. I, Paul, am writing this with my own hand. I will pay it back. Not to mention that you owe me your very self. Paul said, don't forget. <laughs> don't forget. You owe me your very self. I do wish, brother, that I may have some benefit from you in the Lord. Refresh my heart in Christ. Confident of your obedience, I write to you knowing that you will do even more than I ask. And one thing more. Prepare a guest room for me because I hope to be restored to you in answer to your prayers. And then Epaphras, my fellow prisoner in Christ Jesus, sends you greetings. And so do Mark, Aristarchus, Demas, and Luke, my fellow workers. The grace of the Lord Jesus Christ be with your spirit. So, Paul is, Paul is asking him a very, very tall order. Because I don't even know how long it's been since Onesimus, like, you know, did a wrongdoing to Philemon. But Paul is just like, hey, he, what, what? Philemon might not have even thought, been thinking about Onesimus since then. And Paul is just bringing him up in the letter. And he's like, listen, you want to do this because you already know that this is what Jesus would do. And I could force you but I don't want to order you. I'd rather have you do it from the love in your heart, you know? So I, I feel like this whole letter is just about forgiveness, but it is very, let me say, significant because Paul, not one time in this letter did we read, Jesus died for you. You know, this is what Jesus did for us. So you, you know, you should, since you gave your life over it. He didn't, he didn't gaslight him. He didn't rebuke him. He didn't do none of that. He was just like, listen, this is what's going on. This is what I would prefer to you to do. And then ended it. He, he gave him a nice big old compliment sandwich. What? Let's scroll back all the way up into here. Verse three, grace and peace be to you from God, our father and the Lord Jesus Christ. I always thank my God as I remember you in my prayers because I hear about your love for all his holy people and your faith in the Lord Jesus. He gave him a compliment sandwich. He buttered him up. Then he laid down the meat of the sandwich on there. And then he buttered up the bottom. And he's like, save a room for me because I plan to be back in there and, and, and you know, to answer your prayers. But this is just a lot. Just talk. How would you guys feel if somebody did that to you and then someone else, you know, in Paul's position was like, hey, this has to happen. But at the end of the day, everything we do is for the glory of God. So the fact that Odysseus 
even found like Paul in particular that just shows you that God is in it because he could have went to any other prisoner he could have went to any other disciple of Christ but he found Paul the one that was close to his former earthly master Philemon but <sighs> I like this letter though I think it's pretty cool and I think it could help me with my forgiveness like I said a lot of stuff a lot of stuff has happened since you know in the past two months since the last time I gave you guys a little podcast recording but all is well regardless of anything that happens God is always still going to be good so that's where I'm at right now and I'm going to work on recording more often because I know you guys miss me and I miss you guys so much but be a blessing unto others stay blessed be happy stay hydrated because it's hot outside and I love you but God loves you so much more than I do have a great day y'all